0: Alright, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 going on 77. I am one half of the dynamic duo. It is your boy Dwight at 517-2214. Join again as I am every week, a once in a while multiple times a week with Young SJ at SJ Basketball 8, the brains of the operation, Dr. SJ, the multimedia media maven. SJ, what is that weather looking like in the main streets of New York City?
1: Well it was raining um yesterday and today, so it's kinda gloomy. I mean now it's just pitch black now. Um six PM. So yeah, that's that's how it looks here.
0: It's gloomy. How what's the temperature like?
1: Uh it was nice this morning. It was like fifties, but it dropped to like I guess low forties. Oh,
0: okay. Cool. it uh that ain't that bad man that ain't that bad for New York I know we talked about last week but yeah man, exactly,
1: exactly. That,
0: that's that's cool um it's Texas weather been weird so it was 80 degrees Tuesday like 80 degrees but then it dropped down to like 60 yesterday and basically the high is gonna be what I don't know 68 tomorrow. 60 tomorrow I think the high today was 57 then it's going to go back up to the 70s it's it's just all over the place man and low key like because I, I have to pick my son's clothes out in the morning so the day it was 80 degrees it was like 48 I'm sorry 38 in the morning so it went from 38 to 80 degrees in like 8 hours it's, it's, it's crazy down here right now crazy 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 um so let's get into it we did the weather report SJ we popped the Lakers last night it was a late one I saw you on the timeline participate I was shocked did you stay up for the whole game
1: I did I did stay up for the whole game yeah I mean I with these games nowadays I it's I really go based on vibes like if I'm filling the game, like before I'd, I'd watch every minute, even if I wasn't enjoying it. But I'm like, what's the point in that? Like, I can always watch it later. Um, If I'm not enjoying something, especially if I have like a better alternative, <laughs> I'm going to do, you know, other things. But I feel like last night, yeah, I was tuned in for the jump. I mean, it's a national TV game. Braun is one of my you know favorites. He's my go, you know, so I'm always going to tune uh, into Luca versus Braun matchup. Um, regardless of what the teams look like and I mean the game was weird it was like very bad at parts very exciting at other parts it was a good game all around even though um, the refs they didn't have a great night on either side you know everyone was crying and when you look at the um, last two minute report both sides got you know um, fucked over essentially Uh, messy game but those are the fun games and you know we got a win that we needed because we were starting to skid again so um i mean those are the type of games you have to cherish at the end of the day um people talk about the mickey mouse um you know streak that we had but that gave us a cushion because we had a mid-ass week literally i think we split the games or we went just under 500 since the last time we talked and we are still in the same spot. <laughs> the only yeah. difference is that we're less closer to three than we were before. We're more closer to five than we were um, uh, before. But still, same spot. Same four since the I last th- time we talked.
0: Yeah, we had a chance. And I think we were a half game back.
1: From three, yeah. From I three
0: last time we talked. We are, we saw a game and a half back. And
1: yeah, I-, I think we're still... And it's funny. I had the tweet in my draft, but I never tweeted it because I was still trying to wait and see how the West would take shape but I felt like the top three teams like are kind of separating themselves like I know we talked about catching three but I think New Orleans Grizzlies Nuggets those are like those feel like the three right now um and from there that's when it gets jumbled but I think we can be in the mix for that next tier with like Sacramento and um you know maybe the Clippers depending on if they turn it around or whoever else wants to jump up in there with us like for that like you know four or five six spots um, but I feel like we can be in there. <laughs> like, I mean, a lot of teams feel that way. I feel like with the how the standings are, but I really do like with the way how it's shaping up. I think we, us, you know, Sacramento and one other team. Maybe um, uh, who who would you pick to to be that other team to get that whatever order is is? I'm not saying we're four, we're five, whatever order. But those three, who would you say? Us, Sacramento. Even if you don't believe it's us, fine. But I would assume you'd have us in there. So.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I um,
1: the Warriors. I, I think the Warriors might yeah. Make
0: I, I I think the Warriors mm-hmm. come in and and sneak up. I mean, they because what are they? Shoot, they three games back of four right now, and mm-hmm. Steph stuff back. They they come in. They the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they are gonna win a championship. Don't know if they are gonna win the West.
1: Nah, I don't think so. Cause but... I've been. Here's the thing, they've I've been looking at the data. I don't. Mm, I don't think so. I think. Um. I we could get into this later, but I think the Nuggets. Like as much as I'm not high on them, I don't think there's a crazy threat. I know the Warriors are coming, but like they, if they're like the five six seed, I don't know. I wouldn't pick them. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Talking about the Warriors,
1: yeah, the Warriors.
0: Here's here's the problem.
1: History's so, telling us top three seed, man.
0: History's telling us top three seed. That is true, but this came up in a different group chat because somebody else was like, "I think the Nuggets are going to the finals, or they're like the tight they could be his title favorite." So you know, top ten defense, top ten offense, fam. The Nuggets are twenty third in defense. Literally since 97, 1997, the lowest a team has been that actually won a championship was the middle year of the Lakers three P with Shaq and Kobe was uh they were like twenty first, but every other year the worst defense in the entire league that won a championship was eleven and they 23rd so basically and the crazy thing is like that was the middle year of Shaq and Kobe like the first year and the third year they was like top five top ten so and you know the Nuggets got a lot of talent but they got Shaq and Kobe so I just don't believe in them they the ultimate fake team to me fam the ultimate fake team And I just
1: see Warriors have to, and here's the thing: I agree with you about Denver. I do, which is why that's why I'm hesitant on them. The defense is exactly why. Um, so you know, I won't push back on that thought, but the Warriors are also going against history. That's I'm like,
0: no, no, the war. And well, the the other part with that is the reason why I don't think the Warriors getting out the West either. They ain't (laughs) guarding this year. Last year, last year when they were going through their injuries, they were losing. They still were a top five defense they never stopped guarding even when they was losing Mm -hmm. bro i think they let me see i think they're in the 20s right now or something like that they never won a championship when they were not a top 10 defense even i mean it's kind of fluke because i think kd got hurt and clay got hurt when they lost to toronto but reality is reality that that year they were not a top 10 defense right and the year they lost to Bron. Was they were not a top ten defense, so I, I just. And saying that, so we're by process of historical precedent, we just eliminated what we eliminated the Denver, we eliminated Golden State, so New Orleans or Memphis going to the finals. Does
1: that's that say? what I'm. That's what. That's why I'm like I can't wrap my brain around that. Definitely yeah. not. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I just, I have to see how it shakes. I feel like, you know, we just have to see how the season shakes out. Like, I don't think anyone's saying that they could really predict shit now. Like, we really yeah. just have to see how the season shakes out. But yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And, and and the other part of it is, like, our Dallas Marriks, so we was eight. We was eight when the boys got hurt. I don't know. We're kind of down bad right now. I don't know if they can come back and especially with Maxie being out and get us back into the top 10, but we'll see, man. We'll see. I don't, I don't really, the West is wide open. So if this is like a super anomalous year and Denver does break through, but I still don't think they'd win a chip, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I mean, we could get into Mavs centric things. I mean, we talked a little bit about the Lakers game. how huh? And I mean, we're gonna talk about that we have to touch on um i mean luca another mvp type performance and the thing is not even it wasn't even his best game like at all it's the fact that he showed up when they needed him and i think that's what's lost in all this like even in the previous years where people are people like oh luca should be in the mvp conversation and i like i never like wasting my time with that because one i knew he wasn't mvp you know in those previous seasons so it's like why argue about something that I, and i get it you're trying to it's a respect that you want him in the conversation but i feel like um you know those other years while he you know obviously always had mvp caliber play it wasn't quite you know in the conversation to me Um, except for his second year, i felt like his second year he was definitely top four like it was throughout the season he was top four but like the other years it was like eh, he was kind of up and down um but this year regardless of what people are talking about record all that like he has had performances where it's like my team like needs this win so i'm going to get them this win and he's had a quite a quite a few of those and i think at some point you have to add those up um, you know, people are talking about the clutch award, blah, blah blah. Like, I think the these performances are what needs to be taken into consideration when you're talking about MVP. Um, and I've been pushing back on the notion, and it's funny because I've used some of this logic logic too in the past. I'm not gonna pretend like I haven't used the logic, but I thinking back on it and thinking about it, I don't like it. So it's the logic of saying this person is the MVP because his team is losing when he's not playing like, I get why, I get the framing of that, but to me, it's stupid, because, to me, if you're going to be in MVP conversation, if you're going to get MVP consideration, it has to be for your play, so it's like, Suns fans were saying, oh, Devin Booker, you know, the team was a 1C when he was playing, and now they suck, yeah, that's true, um, but that doesn't make him the MVP. He's injured. You can't. Get, you know what I mean? Like he's injured. Right. Yes, the Mavs are 0-4 when Luca plays. Yes, that sh- that tells you something. I'm not playing stupid. Of course, that tells you something. But the strongest argument, I had Jason Gallagher, he said. Um, he tweeted and he replied, "Oh, kind of argument." But I, he said the same thing. That it was the strongest indicator that Luca's the MVP is that the team is 0-4 without him. I said no because I don't think that should be the strongest indicator because that's not about his play. Like it's performances like this where his team needed a win, he hit two huge shots to send the game to OT and he ultimately the team pulled out a win. Yes, performances like those, those are the strongest indicators of him being the VP to me.
0: I you I I've tried to like remove myself because people get so upset about it. Like the whole being butthurt about the MVP ladder on nba.com always it annoys me I'm not gonna lie but I do think he's MVP I think he's the best player on earth and I think he's MVP um I think this year is the year not just performances and it's like if you back out the four games we are record like we'd be what number one in the west if he we had the same winning percentage in games he played you know, I, I know he didn't play the games. The record is what it is, but, and, and I, like you said, I just look at play. I just look at what he's brought to the table and I, I think he has a legitimate case for MVP. And, you know, I, I hate, like I said, last year, I didn't have Jokic as my MVP. I actually thought he should have won it because it, to me, it's just, I don't, I don't like the whole help argument per se. I just think, like you said, it has to be your play, and I just think I don't know, man. I just think no one's played basketball better than Luka this year. I think he's the best player on earth, and I actually think we're going to win enough games, have a high enough seed to win MVP. Like, I don't even I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know what the argument against him is. Like, I don't no, s-
1: There's none right now, because it's funny you, see, you brought up Jokic's argument, and here's the thing. I hate um year to year mvp comparison because there's so many contextual factors that get ignored when you're comparing from one year to the other um so like i wouldn't like to compare oh this year to like last year but the point is valid because one it's just last year and Jokic won because people are talking about supporting cast blah blah, blah mm. and he was a 60 so they gave it, him...
0: it was a cute narrative
1: yeah, exactly so it's like if shouldn't that be a, like this year it's it's being flipped like okay Jokic he can MVP because he has the best seed <laughs> you know but last year you know that wasn't the narrative but I agree with you. I think it's um I think if, if if the Mavs are top four seed definitely like top four like I don't see how you can argue against Luka especially considering like these are the same people that didn't think they'd be here
0: you know yeah what I mean? exactly what plan. is the explanation
1: yeah, yeah. what is yeah. the explanation for them being here and, and, <laughs> and,
0: and, and it's it's in previous years i've i've kind of bristled at the fans saying this team was asked
1: oh yeah at least regular season right yeah
0: yeah in the regular season i've i've the last two years especially i've been like dog they you know from uh, especially last year, the record, like it's a 500 team. They would have been like teams below 500 made the play in. You know, you look at like some of the advanced stats, like when Jalen Brunson played with Tall Man or Jalen Brunson played with fucking dudes off the street, they still had an above average NBA offense. Man, ain't none of that shit true this year. Luca leave the court, shit gets bleak. Luca's on the court, we got the best offense in the NBA. Um, Luca play, we win in games at a rate that would have us the number one seed in the West. Luca don't play, we literally don't win a game. Um, he's leading the league in scoring. He's like eight in steals. He's efficient, bro. He the best player on earth. He's the MVP um and you know anyone that listens I'm not Luca groupie, I'm not Luca Holic I'm none of that but the boy has done it this year he's he need to make them goddamn free throws he's killing me with them free throws and he eventually down the road he needs to get better at catch and shoot but the only real hole in his game right now is like well let me see correctable hole I should say pause would be the uh the free throw shooting, he 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 got to get better on that.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, but I mean, I just I I agree with you know everything we've been saying here that uh he, he's I think he's the guy right now, and I get the inclination with yokage and trying to, but to me going back to the top seed argument for him when just last year you flipped it, I I just I can't agree with that, and I think um, and I'm not saying that this should be the the um norm for now like oh it's who does the most with the least hmm. um i'm not saying that should be the criteria for now but i'm just saying like um at least try to um you know have some semblance of standardization or something yeah. like goddamn but um i mean for, you know i guess we can switch gears a little bit still talking about the mavericks but um talking about some some of the other pieces because we're it's it's January 13th, and um, as we're recording this episode, you'll probably hear it a later on, but January 15th, that's an important date in NBA as well. December 15th, that's like the first, um, I guess, deadline restriction where people who sign in the summer can be traded. But January 15th, I think those are for what? Extensions, right? Um, If you sign an extension, you can be traded. Um, so that opens up, you know, a little more people in the league to be traded. And, you know, we're hearing a bit more trade news, nothing crazy, um, you know, market is kind of quiet because of several factors, one being the plane and all that, um, a lot more buyers than there are sellers, um, so everyone's kind of searching for the same thing, and, peop- and teams are valuing their guys, they're trying to keep their guys, asking prices are astromon- astronomical these days, so if you're trying to do a trade, you better. You know, come with the intention of giving something up of value, because um, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't think. um I think the the transactions that we've been seeing it, um, even the one with Wood, we were saying, "Oh, no, we got him for nothing." We still give him a wait first. And yeah. yes, when yes, that turned into one window more, and he's not really playing for Minnesota, but he he showed flat, like he looks like a good prospect. It wasn't like he's a bum. No. So, Um, and they were still good. You know, he got that pick.
0: I I would have been happy if that's just who we took
1: exactly so that's what i'm saying so we still gave up something of value even though it wasn't anything crazy but um so if you're trying to do a deal in in this league you're gonna probably part with something that you you like um and that brings us to mavs centered rumors i guess with tim hardaway jr being the hot name and it's funny it seems like he's the before we heard him with um the, the first initial one was the cleveland report and that one I'm going to probably talk about more more than the Miami one because I didn't think the Miami one was credible. Um, no offense to the guy, but um, you know what I mean? Like the Cleveland one, that was from Chris Fedor, who was around the team. Like he's he's a beat writer. So he, he
0: – you know, uh, 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 He covers them for the Atlantic, Atlantic, right?
1: Yeah, 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 he does. Yeah. No, 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 no. He doesn't, he doesn't. He has um, – no, no, no. He's covering them for the – it's not the Cleveland Observer because I think they shut down. What? What? What is it? The Cleveland? Some outlet in Cleveland? I don't think it's Athletic. Okay. Cleveland. Well,
0: Cleveland Plain Dealer. Yeah, yeah. It's it's their it's basically their Dallas Morning. Their, their Dallas ma- Morning. Yeah. Their, their main newspaper.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So um, that's who he. So he's reputable. Like, and he was the one um, when people we were talking about the sex and stuff, he was the one saying that um, uh dallas talked but it wasn't it wasn't gonna happen so he he isn't a no is what i'm trying to say so that rumor i would give more my attention because it's like i can see it happening not that um i mean at this point they're from the reporting it's saying that it's really cleveland (laughs) um it's up to cleveland it's kind of like the ball is in cleveland's court um that we're willing to give up tim um, even if it's a Karras swap, obviously I I don't know if that's gonna be the main thing, but the a swap is what's being talked about, and we're fine with it. It's just Cleveland deciding if they want to, you know, take on Tim's additional salary considering Karras is expiring, um, and yeah, it's just really Cleveland thinking about it, and I mean, for as of right now, they're still winning, you know, games. They're still a top four seed in the East, um, I believe. Yeah, they're still above Philly, so um, they're. You know i don't think they're in a rush you know to necessarily um send out karis especially if they're still winning with him there but i also think you know they would like to improve they made their all-in move and it's working out like they're literally one of the um i mean them and atlanta were the two teams that did all in moves and obviously we see what's going on with atlanta but donovan mitchell is in you know, I want to say he's an MVP conversation. Hey, fr- fringe, fringe. But he's oh, fringe, fringe, yeah. He's fringe. like in the outside looking. Five, in
0: six, around that area. Yeah,
1: exactly, but he all-star started. It's looking like he's about yeah. to, he's looking like he's a lock for that because um, he got the, I'm surprised, I'm not, not that I'm surprised he got the fan votes, but like the fact that he really like he's top two in the fan votes and it's not even like it's, it's really close. It's looking like it's going to be him um, and Kyrie, but um, depending on who votes for Kyrie, but whatever my point is that he is doing really well so they can and you know get garland he's you know been up and down injured a little bit but he's still garland like he's finding his way jared allen's still been good mobley's looking nice especially on the defensive end so they you know want to accelerate things so if they feel especially given that um now contracts are starting to get bigger (laughs) you know i mean garland's contract i think kick does it kick in next year right
0: it kicks in last year uh next year yes ma'am
1: So that kicks in next year. Donovan Mitchell's on a fat ass max too. Y- you know you have some wiggle room with um, Allen's money being kind of flat and Mobley still on his rookie deal. But still, like um, you have to start thinking about money. So I get if they're thinking about Kyrie Levert, how much they want to pay him, and if you know, I mean the fit there, he I'm I'm always wary. No, I don't want to say wary because I don't want to treat it as if it's a bad thing. Because one, I do like the self awareness, but I I always um. I guess heed with caution a little bit uh, about guys who are playing around stars. So, Karras is playing around Donovan Mitchell. There's who obviously those guys. They can play off ball, but they're you know better with the ball and all that. Karis was in the starting lineup. It was. I don't know if you guys know. I mean, I like the Cavs. So I'm tuned in with their reporting, but in training camp there was a, um, they were fighting for the starting small sports forward spot. Like that spot was kind of open. They had their starting four, but it was. Who was gonna start alongside those guys. And a lot of guys had their opportunity. Isaac okoro karis Levert, Lamar Stevens, I think Dean Wade and um Dylan went. I don't know if he's still injured, but it was like all those wing guys had the, the same opportunity to um to fight for the spot. And I think karis they were like, Okay, Karis clearly was like the best choice. So he was starting, but he asked to go to the bench. He asked to go to the bench because he felt that was, you know, his natural role. He can get to play <laughs> you know, two more, um, like, you know, play with the ball in his hands and all that, and like I said, I admire the self-awareness, but I'm always weary of guys like that, where you, you, not that you can't adapt your game to to fit around stars, but you would really rather not, you know, do that, you would really rather, you know, come off the bench to do your own thing, and, um, I mean, here, if he'd, if he'd be here, I would prefer, people are saying, oh, Spencer can go back to the bench now. I would prefer Kharis to still be the bench guy in this scenario, because I, I just think Spencer still can play off Luka better than Keris can. Um, as much as Spencer, and, and I don't like Spencer as soul creator, not that Caris as a soul creator would be, I don't think it would be Miles better. But um, it still gives him, I guess, a little bit more freedom to be self. Clearly, it's, it's something you need to monitor if he asks to, you know, go to the... Like, have you heard a guy ask to go to the bench?
0: Yeah, that he is like, in, a, in, a, in, a a, year. in a contract here. In a
1: contract you're asked to go to the bench because he couldn't adapt his game around stars. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm a little like, okay, because you're not a star. Like, you know what I mean? You're not a star. You're always going to be a role guy. So if I'm if I'm envisioning you as a role guy for my team, as a piece for my team, you know, like, the fact that you can be only confined to the bench, really, that's crazy, you <laughs> know I mean, that's a little crazy, Um, especially, I mean, he makes negotiations easier for teams, if, if that's the case, but, and that's the thing, if, are we trading for him because we want, not to say they play the same way because I don't think Carison and Tim plays the same way but still no you not another...
0: at all actually.
1: not at all but still you get a guy in the same spot in that same wingish spot right so you get a guy um another creator who fills a separate need um for maybe a cheaper price is what they're looking at um on a shorter deal but that's the thing I don't know because Tim's contract is declining i th- I think that's that's the um like the value in trading tim to like save money and all that i get it for the larger cap space picture but don't talk to me about cap space no more especially when they're not i've seen them talk about cap space and not use it so i don't want to hear it anymore and we, i I'm,
0: i think we've had a max contract slot two of the last four years and didn't do shit with it And
1: didn't use it so i don't want to and i know a different regime i don't give a damn um, I don't wanna hear about it, my contact. It's, right?
0: it's the same GM. Don't exactly. don't let the titles
1: Exactly. So I, I don't really care about that. Um, but my thing is with the I, as much as I I I'm gonna say it here. I would prefer to keep Tim. I would prefer to I like Tim. I've, I've i feel like I've said it, like I get it. He's frustrating. I feel like I always say it though. I like Tim. You have to take the good with the bad with Tim. Um that's just how Tim is. So I like him. And I wouldn't mind like just keeping it for now, especially if you're not finding a good deal. But I do understand that Tim is not some long-term core piece. And I get people are afraid of losing because I think Tim has value. And I'm glad people are seeing that he's valuable to the team in the sense that his high volume score next to Luka is great. um, And you can't lose that for nothing. But at the same time, we're still a team that went to the Western Conference Finals without him. And I understand we had Brunson. I understand that we don't have him now, which changes the math. I completely get that but at the same time I feel like we can be a team that we can we can do this without him is what I'm trying to say especially for the future this season we're not doing anything anyway so if you're trying to if your argument behind um and I'm arguing for the fact that for the people that think it might be a disaster to do it the only disastrous part about it is if you're doing the swap for cares to walk for nothing because that clearly means that your name priority there is the cap space bullshit and i don't like that so so that's like i get the vision there but i don't like it so that's where i would really push back and be like are they stupid but if they're planning if they're doing the swap to resign Karis at a you know maybe a little less uh if they're resigning him, <laughs> period um i don't think they'd do it to obviously re-sign him by a higher number than tim's so that would not make sense um so I think they, they are re if If they do it, they would re-sign him. Sure, I, I just don't think it would be a disaster. As much as I'd prefer if they keep him, I don't think it would be a disaster because it forces them to find another way to play and win. And two, um, they're not doing anything anyway. So even if they do take a step back, oh well. The only thing it does is ruin his, um, Luca's MVP chances, which will suck. But, you know, oh well. That's really it. <laughs> I, I, I I really just think that's it. um because we're not winning anything anyway so if the argument is keep Tim because he's better and he's contributing to this this that we're not doing anything anyway yes. <laughs> you know this year so everything is always a future outlook um so I while I do I prefer to keep Tim I wouldn't mind a, ch- a change these are yeah everyone wants us likes to say they like to see change unless it's somebody they don't really want <laughs> you know what I mean and I get it I'm not talking Karis up Karis is not that good I'm not that high on him I'm not but it's a little different look. Like I said, him and Tim, they don't play the same way. Um, and it's not like Caribs would come here and be completely useless. I don't think that would be the case. So um, I don't know, we'll see what they do. Um, but we're, and that's another thing, like earlier in the season, every, they, people want to trade Tim for nothing. <laughs> like for well, nothing at all. Well, 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 I,
0: I, I, I love Tim, I'm a, I like Tim too. But tim might have been the worst player in the league the first 15 games he and played.
1: he was but my point is the fact that um there was still a belief that his production still could be made up internally so i'm like where did that go yes he's playing well hmm. um but where you know what i mean like what about josh Everyone like, know saying yeah. what about, like the like you know what i'm saying like I, i believe no. No. <laughs> like i i know but i know i know and it's it's tim's uniqueness is the fact that he shoots threes at a much higher volume and in a much different way than most of the roster that's really where his value comes from um but at the same time and he's knocking them down at a good rate we're not even about to play like he's not especially when he starts he's hitting them at a 40 percent clip that's good no matter how you slice it um and i'm not trying to say that's easily replaceable but you can get high volume shooters even if they're not like elite shooters i think with the looks that who could get people that's like a percentage bumper i'm that is it is we've seen it <laughs> it's, it's a little obviously with certain exceptions but you get a little percentage bumper so if it's to get somebody who puts them up i think you can do that um but like i said it's it's i i think they as long as they're not making a panic trade i don't think they can um fumble the deadline if that makes sense yeah
0: I agree. And, you know, this, this Tim and Karras debate, like, I could be talking to Karras, like you said, it would force them to play a different way. And I think one of the biggest things that we miss as a team this year is still being an above-average offense when Luka doesn't play. That has been true the last two years. Turns out, as much as I love Jalen, I didn't realize Jalen was – literally a borderline all-star level engine himself. I thought when Rick was here, that was system, but no, Jalen Brunson is really good at basketball, apparently. Um, and as much as I love Jalen, I didn't realize like, bruh, him and like shooting is is a competent NBA offense. It's an above average NBA offense, and we see, we see what's happening with that. We see what's going on with that with New York. This year, that is not the case. Um, when Spencer is out there, even when Spencer is out there with Wood, uh, statistically, we are not at a We're low key. Obviously, Luca plays a lot, so we don't get to do a, a super large sample. But we're below average offense when Luca is off the court, and Spencer's running the show, even when he's out there with Wood. So, I think if you slid Karis in that Spencer spot. And it was Karis and Spencer, shout out to the Brooklyn Nets of 2018. I think we'd be better. I think it would provide a boost. Where I don't think it would provide a boost is I do not think Karis will play better with Luca. I don't think Karis could start. You would have exactly to, you would have to move Josh into the starting lineup. I agree. Um I actually look I'm looking it up as we're speaking. When Karis started next to uh when Karis started next to Donovan and and Darius, like he's just as bad as he was, he's worse than Tim, full stop. And I know them dudes combined. I mean, I know either of those dudes ain't Luca, but he's getting butt naked shots. He's getting similar looks that with those two dudes on the court that Luca would create for them. There's two of them. And those dudes are giving him reads and he just wasn't as good as they are. However, what Karis can do, Karis can pass, man. Karis, he can create a little bit. I ain't gonna say it's great, but his his assist ratio is pretty good. I think he could replicate that engine, being an engine, better than Spencer can. I actually do, and I know that sounds crazy, but I think if you just when he's on the court, you just give him the ball, you let Spencer play off him a little bit, kind of like the the dynamic him and Jalen had. I think that would look better but in the playoffs as a starter I don't think we could Karis just couldn't play he couldn't start he could play but I don't think he could start um now maybe if you trade Spencer or something because like when Karis don't play he plays well when one of the two is out even as a starter but when both of them is there now he just don't play well so I don't know. Um, I'd be open to it. But one thing I am not open to, a lot of people was in my mentions when I was opposed to the trade because I'm like, bro, it's Karis' expiring contract. If he walks, we don't have any way to replace Tim. And people are like, we got to get Tim's money off the books. We got to get Tim's money off the books. Bro, for what? There's no fucking cap space if Tim vanishes into thin air. There is none. There's no like, there's no way to replace Tim next year if he's just not here. So you can't complain about winning and losing games if you don't want Tim Hardaway Jr. on your team. And I get Tim ain't good, but if y'all think Jaden Hardy is ready to replace Tim Hardaway Jr., you're smoking crack. I'm sorry, like I, you definitely smoking crack right now. And I think you smoking crack if you just assume he can give you, you just slide him in the Tim spot. And he can give you 17 points a game on 43-40 splits. And Tim don't turn the fucking ball over either. He literally, with a player with his usage, because we all know that motherfucker's going up, it's, he's shooting the ball when he gets it. But it's a shot. It's not a turnover. Jaden, God bless him, he's a young player, but he turns the ball over a lot. And that's, under, that's what young players do. So I'm not even, like, hating on him, but... This is where I don't take people's opinion serious that think he's going to be ready even next year to like play 30 minutes a night and be counted on to be the third or fourth option. Because if we trade Tim for Karras and Karras Walks and we don't re-sign Wood, Jaden's the third option. He is the guy shooting the third most shots. And that shit is cool. That means we tank it and there's no cap space to replace Tim. there's no cap space to replace karis hell there's no cap space to replace christian wood next year we if christian wood walks and we dump if and tim hardaway's contract vanishes into thin air we'd have like the basically 10 million dollars of cap space to replace christian wood tim hardaway jr and dwight powell bruh the team would stink the team would stink. So I don't want to do that. Um, now, if we could trade Tim for Karras and then give him like a one-year extension, I, I, think, I, I think I could be talked into that because I think what the Mavs want to do is they want a lot of cap space the summer of 24. If the Mavs don't do anything and they just play it out, they can have a lot of cap space. Like I think We'd have thirty-four-ish million dollars of cap space in twenty twenty-four. Obviously, that is not re-signing wood. That is not making any trades. That's just what the folks we got on the books right now. And I think that's the summer they go all in. I think the 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 big explosive summer won't be this this summer. I think summer twenty-four, we going all in with cap space, draft picks, all that shit. It's all it's all up for grabs that summer so i think that's the summer they're going i think that's why they only want to do a two-year deal with wood so they can trade him on an expiring deal if the goes left i think that's one of the reasons why they probably won't trade tim because tim will be an expiring deal next year i'm sorry the uh the, that year so going into that summer they can just you know is he's an expiring deal They can give them away to create cap space. Like, hell, the the Pistons basically became a dump whore for the Knicks. It didn't even cost them a lot. So I think you'd be able to do that with Tim. You could use him as matching salary for a big trade. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. making $15 million two years from now or 18 months from now, I don't think you're going to have to – no one's going to be like, oh, no, I don't want that contract. It's just such a bad contract. So, that's what I think their plan is. So, if you want to swap Tim Fakaris and be in that same situation, I'm cool with it, but I'm not cool with dumping Tim and asking Jane Hardy to be the third or fourth option. I think that's a sucker move. I don't think any real team in the NBA is asking a second-round pick. Like, you have to be the third option. (laughs) And, And, like, that's just not in their second year in the league even fourth option like that sounds crazy to me what, what do you am i am i just ranting dude do you think i'm crazy with that
1: no i i think you're fair i mean and that's the thing it, it all depends on what they're trying to do like are you trying to win like are you trying to win because here's the thing and here's where i think a larger conversation needs to be had about where the league is heading because Think about the teams that have won recently, yeah. and I know we've talked about characteristics of those teams on the pod recently. We talked about how the teams, especially in the last five years, it's they've had defensive, you know, player of the year caliber players on the team, and um, but we we have to think about the fact that championship teams nowadays like it needs time to grow, yeah. and I know people hate the word con- con- continuity. And I get it because, one, Mavericks were trying to do continuity with dudes that weren't even that good. So it's like you were building a mediocre program here because those dudes, while well, they're, you know, they fit and, you know, it's it's good, but it's, it won't be quite good enough. Um, But these teams are, like, building. So you, you think about the Bucks, like, they grinded for a minute. Like, that Bucks team went through stuff, you know, to, to, and they got to the finals and they won even the Celtics. The Celtics went through stuff. <laughs> like the Celtics, you know, several Eastern Conference finals, even the heat, they still haven't gotten over the hump yet. Um but these teams are building. So like I'm looking at like the Grizzlies who their team is like growing together. Like they're playing together, they're um building together, their core is growing together. Um even the Pelicans, they're starting to, you know, come together. So I'm like here's looking at the maps and these pieces kind of feel um at this point, you know, we've been playing together for a while. It's, it's not working. It might have maxed out la- last year. So now it's where are they going to go? Like, are they going to ship out pieces one by one and build it up one by one? Or is it like a mass sale all at once? Like, they I think they have to decide that because yeah. you, a championship team doesn't come out of thin air. We have so many examples of it recently where it, it has been tried and it doesn't work no like then you, you
0: can't you can't microwave it
1: exactly so that's why i'm urging them to like and that's why fans who think they can microwave it just because Luca's good that doesn't mean shit bro we've seen it in like we've seen people like players that who are better than luca <laughs> like not be able to you know get to that mountaintop asap because it doesn't work like that, so I would like for them to have a vision, to to have a clear vision and clear strategy as to how they're going to build out this team and start making moves to execute it. Which is why I wasn't, I'm not mad at the Karras thing, um, and the cap space. Thing, like I said, the cap space thing is the only one would, that would bug me. But at least it's a vision, even though it's not what well, I want to hear. Well, but well, the, the,
0: the 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 only reason why I'm okay with the cap space thing is. I ain't trying to fucking watch 33-year-old Tim Hardaway Jr. and 32-year-old Spencer Dimwitty.
1: Exactly. You know what
0: I'm saying? Like, them dudes gonna stink anyway. So there's gonna be
1: new players in there. It's, it's
0: so. gonna be new players no matter what. So I'm not mad in this context. I am I will never fucking forgive them for Jalen Brunson. It is when I will never forgive him because I said he was the Chris Middleton. I know he doesn't have the uh, Chris Middleton's defensive game. I know, I know, I know. I don't go.
1: know what you mean though.
0: You know where I'm going with that though. I think he could have been that. And then third option, then you trade for the second option. You know, you get the the defensive anchor that can clean it up for him and Luca. Whatever. I'm cool with that. That I'm not forgiving him for that, but as much as I don't like cap space, as much as I don't like playing powder, like dog, you got to replace these old dudes anyway. So yeah, get them out of here. And I love Tim. I'm a Tim fan, but he's Tim Hardaway Jr. Like he ain't going to be here long term. So I'm cool with getting off of him a year early for Karis Levert. Cause they are comparable players. Um, There, I don't think Karis is a slam dunk upgrade to Tim that people was making it out to be, and I think y'all just don't watch basketball if you feel that way. I'm I'm sorry, I I I like Karis, I do, but I don't think he's a slam dunk upgrade for Tim. And the other part of it is Tim missed like half the season last year, and he still played more games in the last three years than Karis Levert. And this is you know Karis had the little tumor on his kidney. I th- it was on his kidney, right? I didn't uh, just. Uh, I
1: think it was kidney, yeah. I didn't make that up. Either way not it either.
0: goes, so I'm not trying to, like, cancer shame him. But even before the kidney stuff, even in college, because you, you know, my dad is a big Michigan basketball fan, so I, I'm hype. I've, I've always been in kind of locked into Michigan basketball, even if I don't really have an emotional investment in them, and. He was injured his last two years of college. He was injured half his career in the NBA. I don't want to count on Karis Lavert for longer than a year. So if you want to, I, I'll, I'm comfortable with counting on Karis Lavert for one year till we can get to some free agents. But I don't want to. I, I don't want to do that. I don't. I wouldn't want to give Karis a long term contract. Um, and that's just kind of my stance. But I also. Like, man, I'm just going to say it, bro. I feel people be disrespectful to Tim, and I get it. He's trick-or-treat. He's been here for, what, five years now? Four years?
1: Uh, Four about four. I
0: yeah. Right I get people are tired of looking at him, but it can get worse. And, uh, like, people are st- in my mentions talking about he's the worst defender. No, he's not. He's actually improved on defense. He's actually, he's not good, but he's not a disaster. He's alright. There's a reason why Jason can't ask him to go guard the best player on the court. If Reggie, you know, Reggie or Frank ain't out there with the current, with the starting lineup we've been running out here lately, when they start Dwight, Tim, you got the toughest matchup. They don't ask Spencer to do that shit. They go ask Tim to do it, and he's fighting for his life. he He ain't great at it, but he, he ain't bad at it either. The, the advanced metrics say it. Like, he's a legitimate average to slightly below average NBA defender right now.
1: See, I got pushback on that. I tweeted that in the stretch, and I was very purposeful with the right now. I said, Tim is a top three defender on the team right now. Um, and like I said, right now with the injuries we have, and yeah. we're like, really and i get it he has a reputation and i have I'm on record saying he's one of the worst i've seen by the we
0: used to laugh at it you mm-hmm. remember when he yes. like was he got spun around mm-hmm.
1: like he, he used to get loose
0: his man and spin around like yeah he was bad but, but he's not right no
1: now he's yeah. and it's not even that he's he's still like there's still things where it's like okay tim but he's making plays he's making defense I and mean, it's not even just charges but like he's getting his hands in the like his i think his best defensive strength <laughs> Um, right now, it's not even on ball, and that's one thing where we were like, oh, it's the off ball, is the worst I've ever seen. Tim chasing, watch, here's some homework for you guys if you're happening to listen. If you watch the next Mavericks game, watch Tim chase guys around screens. It's just beautiful screen navigation. I'm like, when did Tim get this? Like, Tim used to die on screens, and sometimes he'll, you know, do the switch um, and not even try. But when he's trying to get around a screen... Tim is gonna run a screen <laughs> seamlessly, um, and I think that's like one of his best strengths, which is why it made sense when I, I remember seeing the metrics how he was like top, he was like top two in like off ball metrics. I was like that is wrong because Tim is like the worst of. I get it, <laughs> like I I I can understand. And while defensive metrics, I push back against them. Use your eyes, um, and definitely the metrics are saying that he's a better defender than he actually is, hundred percent. But isn't, he's not he's not dog shit right now.
0: No, and, and low-key, I think I think that's why he got to start. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think it, people's like, oh, my God, because I should you not, Tim offensively was one of the worst players that was getting shots in the NBA first 15, 16 games of the season. Actually, I'm looking at it literally right now. He was shooting uh, – uh, First 16 games of the season, Tim was shooting <laughs> 31% from the field and 30% from three, and, like, 11 points a game. He was bad. He was bad. So I get why people were like, why are you starting, Tim? But since then, he's 17 a night, the 43-40 splits, and he is guarding as much as you can expect from time that's a good nba player no one wants to accept it though
1: uh yeah but we will accept it around these parts i i've when you come to the conclusion that you have to accept the good with the bad that's when you liked him and i get it the bad is very frustrating like i was very frustrated with him but again you have to accept the good with the bad so when the good streaks come they're like okay this is the team i know and the bad streaks. You know, come you're like okay, Tim. Stop being a bum now. You know, let's get back to you know what you do. And I mean, he's not gonna hit every single shot. You know no, what I mean? No one open does. Or not. Exactly. Sometimes,
0: sometimes I think the fan base has a, like, there, it. Like there's this it, this, it, this it, it,
1: role this, this this
0: role player that makes fifty percent of their open threes don't fucking exist. Even when they butt naked wide open in the NBA, that that's not really a thing, y'all. Even if they wide open, that's not a thing. It's not closest we had, was closest there is is like Seth Curry and Yuta, Wada, I mean, I don't gonna butcher that man's last night. And them dudes don't make, they, they don't make 50%. They make a lot. But they ain't making a, a whole, whole lot more than Spencer and Tim right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, So I think people are unreasonable about, about the role players at times. So I'm like, you know, things to chill out about that. Um, But for the most part, especially when he has been starting during this tough stretch with guys out. He's been playing. He's been available. He's been, you know, he's, he'll have his stinkers, no doubt. But for the most part, he's been playing well, especially when we need it. Tim is the drawbuster. buster. If you, like, watch the games, bro. Like, if we're on a streak, even last night, it happened last night when the Lakers were getting back into it. Who hit a shot? It was Tim. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Tim yeah, is know, always he, that guy that's, like, nah, breaking the uh, out.
0: He passed up an open three to shoot a contested midi and made that shit. That's yes t- that was the exact shot that i was thinking in tim my head Hard- that's the tim hardaway jr I know.
1: <laughs> exactly and it was like it was it looked ugly in the air that was the exact shot because i um watched Ouch. the highlights earlier so that was the exact shot i was in yeah. when i just said that 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 midi that he passed on the open three and took a MIDI and he teased that and you know t- you it's easy to appreciate what tim does is what i'm saying and i get it if he's frustrating and you don't like to up and down and i get it i get it he's, a, he's, a, he's an
0: extremely well stressful player to have on your basketball team
1: exactly because
0: even his bricks like i know this is gonna sound crazy when he misses it feels different than when other players miss that bitch just be so break it hits the rim so hard it feels like it could just be my perception but it just feels so bad
1: yeah, because, and he takes the wildest, like, the shot selection is horrible, and it, he doesn't help himself, I think that's what what the issue, you know, some people, like, they're breaking and they just chill out in the corner, like, they don't even, like, they just, even if they take shots in the midst, they, they're they not doing anything wild, Tim will be cold, and, and he's, like, shooting 30 footers, you know what I mean, like, he, he doesn't care, with a hand in his face, like, he doesn't care, Um, but, I mean, all in all, we appreciate Tim around here we do we do you gotta take the go with the bat and once you remember that with tim you you'll enjoy watching him a bit more and loki my favorite i was thinking about my like favorite moment of the season Um, earlier today and it's my favorite moment of the season was tim's performance at msg because when i was there two i felt like he really did that for me like is that (laughs) no really i'm not even joking like that performance felt so personal for some reason (laughs) like i it would always have a special place in my heart he did that for me because everyone gave up on him at that point everyone hated him at that point and he said i'm back that i I think because he had a performance that was good before the, the performance before that one was good, but I, th- I thought that was his I'm back performance. Like, that was the I'm here. <laughs> like, that bum you knew the last six <laughs> games or so, that's not me. Um, I'm back. Still streaky, but I'm here. Um, I mean, that was that. So that was, that's, like, my favorite moment. But, um, I mean, all in all, um, we'll see what they do with the trades. So if they trade to me, I'm, I'm going to be real sad. As much as I want it to happen and, understand that it happening is you know more good than bad in terms of the future of the team um it's still sad if he goes because i do like him i like him a lot yeah yeah um,
0: i i'd be sad but i just it better not be no broke boy shit that's the only way i'm gonna be irate if they pick him for a comparable player hey the game is the game we gotta try something different but it just can't be some broke boy shit that's my thing
1: yeah yeah and fair
0: yeah um shit man that was the only topics with with anything else that was on the top of your mind that you wanted to get off your chest that you wanted to discuss
1: no sir but i mean if you're paying attention people um atlanta hawks they're in shambles i mean they've been in shambles for a while we've kind of talked about it but like a new article dropped from the athletic where um they're basically saying that yeah um it's really I should show and when you're and it's funny because i feel like when your front office is dysfunctional dis- fun- it's always going to show on the core. like with us you saw i mean after the first round exit it was basically like turmoil things coming out all of that yeah. and then we started the season kind of uh, after all of that uncertainty and then we turned it around but the hawks are struggling you are thinking okay obviously trey's not hasn't been like the tray that especially efficiency wise he hasn't been a tray that you know he needs to be to get the team over the hump um or at least better, but you can also look at they just have a lot of shit going on and they're getting quotes from the players. I thought that article was interesting because the quotes from the players was crazy. <laughs> you know they, like
0: they, they was kind of damning
1: yeah like they're kind of commenting on a situation like Dejounte saying like hey this is a lot like I didn't think gonna <laughs> hey, yeah he's basically saying yeah I'm not used to this and then John Collins he was more he was, he was more sassy in his reply he's saying he you know he's basically saying he doesn't understand how the front office expects them to just like they have a job to do but they don't understand. like it's not going to be just business as usual with all that shit going on um trey young he's being coy talking about i think some things are private you know being him um so it, it it looks a little messy and they have a little the owner's son is running amok um doing a lot apparently um schlenk got fired he wasn't he wasn't trying to do the, the the jante trade he wasn't he didn't want to do it but the owner's son wanted to do it, which is why it went through but um clearly it hasn't been working schlenk stepped they really let him go, or relieved him, or demoted him, or whatever. Yeah, um, that
0: was that was a quiet firing. If you yeah,
1: will. Mm-hmm. so there it's a lot. It's something to monitor because now it looks like John Collins is definitely like we've been saying it, but it looks like he's really gonna be gone because they're even saying like the asking price isn't even anything crazy. Like they're saying that like, oh. the Hawks conceded. They're saying the Hawks just want a good like a quality rotation player in return.
0: Yeah, so, I, I mean, bro, picks, he
1: like he, or nothing he, like that. He
0: got too much money left. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's kind of useless.
1: And I think that's good for them. Like, cut your losses, man. Like, at least get the money down because it's not like he's giving you production where it's like it's it's just him being unhappy is the problem, and yeah. he's giving you good production. No, his production fell off a cliff. So if you replace that with something cheaper and you're you're still getting that similar production, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. It's just that you cut your losses a little bit in terms of ceiling I... of what he could be i
0: don't even know where he would go the only place i don't there.
1: know they're saying i think indiana is something to watch out for i think india i think he's going to indiana the jazz the reason why i say no to the jazz is because the jazz age is trying to finesse them and i don't think <laughs> they want to be finessed in this i don't think with everything going on they're gonna fall for angels antics you know because angel wants a pick i think the is even willing to give them vando and stuff but they want to pick is the problem because um, I saw the deal, I was like, "Oh, why isn't the Hawks like jumping on it?" It was like Vando and Beasley for. I was like, "I'd jump on that," but
0: you should do pick. that tonight.
1: But the Hawks want to pick. I'm not the Hawks. The um, Jazz want to pick. That's the uh, so, okay. I thought so you they want John Collins and a pick for Vando and Beasley, and the Hawks aren't trying to give up the pick. So that'll
0: maybe give you a second.
1: Exactly. That's that's so they're haggling over picks. Because
0: I do Because the I, you know what I do have something to talk about. Yeah. Um.
1: I think the Pacers do those that uh, sneaky keep an eye yeah, on that. Keep yeah,
0: on that. Um what's my man's name? Uh Nate Duncan actually did a pod with uh his dunked on the dunked on podcast. And um they did a pod where they went over all 50 draft picks, first round draft picks that have been traded, that are in other people's hands. What's the most valuable pick that someone else controls? Um, if the Lakers trade their picks where would they rank and it was just interesting because you know we we talk about well this person's worth a first or this team would trade a first and man there's a lot of teams that don't have first and a lot of those firsts especially the Knicks firsts are fucking fake they are not real firsts they are 50-50 at best that they will actually be first round picks or they gonna turn into some seconds And, like, when you hear it all laid out, they went and did the research and, like, explained it. The only team that really has, like, beautiful, mostly unprotected picks that are pretty much guaranteed to convey is, like, OKC from the Clippers. Um, And because them dudes is getting old and the protections is light. Um, And then, obviously, the the fleecing of the century with Minnesota – and uh, Minnesota for Rudy, like, they, <laughs> bro, there's no protect, there's no them shits that's turning in a Like, even our pick we sent to New York, like, if that, if we just, if Luca blew his knee out tomorrow, and we've gotten to the top ten, and because his knee was blew out and he didn't come back and play, for like a, like we we pulled the Porzingis and didn't play, like we would keep our top ten pick for two years and it would turn into some seconds after that. And there's none of that with the Rudy Gobert shit. Like they getting picks. They getting I think it's like top one or three protections. I forget the exact details, but they getting picks. They getting some of them, I think half of them are they traded four total and half of them are the first two are like totally unprotected. And then the in the protections is like, and they got swaps. It's, it's, that's the worst trade ever, SJ. And I didn't, I didn't, I kind of liked it because I like, I like when teams go for it, but fam, it's Walker Kessler and the, all that draft capital and other good players. Like, bro, it was such a bad trade. And, I don't see how you come back from that because, like, they don't have anything they can do. They have to trade one of their rotation players to get past it. Um, as far as, like, good teams that actually have their whole draft, low-key, the Suns got their whole shit. The Suns can do whatever they want to do. They can trade all their picks. They can trade none of them. They can trade one of them. The Suns owe nobody nothing. Seconds, first, they got all they shit. So I would keep an eye out for them, especially for Bogdanovich, because that, you know, they 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 season kind of going off the rails. They they need a boost. Depending on where they at at the trade deadline, I could see them going and going and get Bogdanovich because I. There's only so many contenders that actually have first to trade, and they are one of them. Um, oh yeah, and I, I forgot to, to mention these with the guys who don't have control of their draft. Hey fam milwaukee might be cooked like in a t- couple years they might be cooked they don't have control over their first until 2029 like that's a long ass time from now like their 2028th first is spoken for so, and they still in between they owe they owe swaps to uh new orleans still and they owe just flat out picks in new orleans so and they've traded they traded a first for somebody i think it might have been pj as well but basically they ain't got none of their picks until like 2029 so they're like one of the oldest teams in nba and i think drew and chris are like 32 33 so once and how old is brooke brooke like 35 like them boys old like and i don't think they're gonna be able to dump chris middleton and get like premium shit back or even drew if they really really want to in like two or three years so that shit gonna be looking a little spooky i don't i don't i ain't gonna say Giannis is gonna leave milwaukee but i don't see how they re-up i don't see how they replenish this is gonna be Giannis and a bunch of old dudes i don't really see how they come back from that but that's just something to keep an eye on um they went over what like our situation like yeah Shit is sweet as soon as we get off this next pick. Like, this is why I, as much as I hate the front office, as much as I don't trust them at all, I don't think the Luca era is cooked the way a lot of people do. It's just they gotta make the right swing. Because, like, we actually will have shit this summer. I don't think they make the big move this summer, but they'll have the clip will be reloaded if they want to go for it. They will be. Um... Yeah we'll see yeah um but man we can keep this one short uh i i do want to know what you what you think we're gonna do in portland
1: um i mean i see that christian wood is questionable he doesn't play um at least one of the games we're splitting i mean i, I see a split anyway it's, it's hard to be a team back-to-back especially one that's on a losing skid trying to you know win a game um, but I mean, it's such a good matchup for us. They're a good matchup for us. even though, I mean, with the injuries, we'll have to see because there's really nobody for Dame. <laughs> At least we had Dorian to bother him a bit. Um, and Dame always has a good, you know, he's good against us, but I feel like Dorian does a good job on him. Um, but we really have, like, I mean, this has been the case for a while. We always say, like, we'll see what happens when they face a good team. and really have to defend. I mean, we've seen that against Boston. They really couldn't keep up. Um, uh, what clippers couldn't really do much either but i mean i feel like just with the way they play in their scheme if they i mean it Wood is key here too because the bigs that they have he eats them first yeah, <laughs> like nerd dude, like he will fry them bro so that's yeah, why I'm, they like, they, they they
0: look they looking at their injury report like please don't let him play Big, right. and then Nerc- even Nerc- powell, kills them. Even yeah, powell kills
1: them yeah so it's like we'll just i'm i can see i when um, one i'm hoping for well, no obviously but best case scenario um well not best case scenario but like next step up under that obviously would be a split um because i feel like we can do it even with their situation here um but 0 two would be um uh just no not reasonable at all it'd just be unacceptable
0: no nah, because because they they got it. the only my only fear is like they lost five straight and they're gonna be desperate and they have the crib. so that's my fear
1: yeah, and I get that, but the way they play, it's just, you know, scheme-wise, like, if Luca is Luca, we are getting at least one of those games.
0: Like, oh, yeah, no doubt. I think we're going to get one of those games no matter what. I just, uh, you know, Dame is cooking right now, but he's, you know, we, we had trouble guard Dame anyway, but I don't know, maybe Josh should come back, like, Sunday, yeah, I, don't I don't know, I don't know, I don't even know if Josh is going to be, like. See, I was
1: hoping he was going to be at least questionable or something.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. It'll it'll be fun either way. Um, yeah, it, it'll it'll be fun. I, I'm. I think I said this a couple pods ago. It might have been the last one. I'm just here for the vibes. I'm just here for the vibes. I don't really think they're going to make a move. I think they're going to play it out with Christian Wood. I think. Maybe they swap for Fakares, but this big trade ain't coming. I'm just here ready for the boys to get back and see what we got. Um seeing how Christian Wood seeing what our defensive rating is with Christian Wood as a starter with Josh and Dorian back is going to be really, really interesting to me. I think they gonna send Reggie to the gulag low key. They had already sent Reggie to the gulag before Josh got hurt. Like
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. They had bunched like, him before he got Yeah, in.
0: yeah Josh was playing 26, 25 to 28 minutes a night, unless he got in foul trouble, and Reggie was playing like 20. And them Frank minutes, them McKinley Wright minutes, that's that's where Frank is going to be, uh, not Frank, that's where Reggie going to be eating up, and I think Josh is going to be playing 25 to 30 minutes, as long as he stopped fouling. But uh, that's it. Oh, one final thing I want to get you. How you feel about the young boy, the young Scrab?
1: I mean, he's been he's been pl- I mean, he makes his little rookie mistakes as all rookies will make, but he's been playing. I mean, we 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 not killed him cuz I felt like we were very reasonable um and We were reasonable.
0: We were. I just dog so many people in group chats tell me like he's ready to like no, replace he... Tim Hardaway Jr. right now and I'm like
1: That he okay. is. not yes, okay. that he is not. That definitely he's not. He's not ready to replace big time rotation players. He's just not. But he he has played good. He looks like he belongs on an NBA court, which is what you can be happy for with your second round pick. He, he that he looks like he belongs in real games, not just garbage time where anybody could really be a star. But um, in real games, he's you know shown some. And then as quiet as it's kept. McKinley isn't playing it. Frank took back those minutes. Like <laughs> <laughs> Frank took back his minutes and I love that. Like I love the competition. Like let it be determined by play. And I like that kid is, is at least um is doing that right now with the injuries. It's just like if you're not contributing to you know, these minutes, you're just not gonna play. And McKinley he got his shot. You yeah, he got his shot and then he started popping up, I guess, on scouting Report's teams are saying, Okay, he's really not gonna score, playing for the pass and he got a little, you know, ineffective a bit. But um, he's still there in case we need him. Um, but yeah. Frank took his minutes back. Um, and Frank again, not great, but he also isn't harming us. So Nah. Frank,
0: it's Frank. He shouldn't be playing, but it is what it is. Um, he 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 be guarding. Frank be guarding. We
1: mm-hmm.
0: we we gotta stop acting like Frank don't guard. He just mm-hmm. he's Frank on offense. So. Well, I'll take it. I I like the young boy. I, sometimes I feel like I come off as a hater. I feel like me and Kurt are like the old men in the room when it comes to that, in the group I'm chat. We're old. We old. Yeah, we are old. But <laughs> here, here's the thing. I, all right, we're going to wrap this pot up, but I got to get this off. Look, man, I'm 40 years old. I've been a Maverick fan for a very long time. That bouncy scoring guard between six foot and six three, that's my shit. That's my favorite archetype of player because when I still had hoop dreams, that's what I thought I could be. That's about my height. I'd never had bounce like that. I always wish I did. So for me, it go back to Robert Pack, then to freaking Devin Harris, then to freaking uh, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., else we had Roddy Beauvoir like that bouncy six-one guard that's lightning they got athleticism like Jaden is in that same boat as them dudes to me and just to keep it 100 I've 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 jumped out the window so hard for those guys that I just gotta see it now you know I mean you make fun of me all the time Nostalgia got me in a headlock for Dennis like I like Dennis but Dennis ain't no fucking star. Dennis wouldn't have been a star even if Rick Carlisle played him, even if Rick Carlisle liked him. Dennis just didn't have the the, the chops for it. And I think there's some people that believe in a heart of hearts that if Jason Kidd was playing Jayden Hardy, he would be leveling up and be setting the world on fire. I've had somebody tell me he will be a 50-40 player by year three. Because that's what Jaden, I mean, not Jaden, Jalen did. I'm like.
1: Bro, Jaden would be lucky to shoot 50%
0: ever and ever, it
1: ever. you know what i'm saying ever. Ever. That is hard people just because brunson the people underestimate how hard it is brunson was that good like we've been trying to tell people we we harped on that stat i remember me and you specifically yeah. we harped on that efficiency stuff people took it for granted talking about efficiency now. oh that blah blah yeah. you see your favorite players not even high, not even close to being that efficient yeah um, we got trey young 27 points did he crack? He what? He just just he just crossed forty percent from the field, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah just it, crossed it, that. Come
0: when, on. Whenever a player is scoring like thirteen points a game and shooting like fifty forty splits, the player's really good. They probably can level up a bit. And we love Jalen. We were on it, but I probably I didn't get convinced until like the start of last year, but. I mean, I, I was convinced as soon as I saw it, but we, pro- we probably should have been in on it even before that. I should have been in on it even before that. But that's neither here nor there when it comes to, to Jaden, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, Jaden has never played well when a game was competitive yet. Like, full stop. We was, we, he, all his good production has come when we was blowing the other team out or we was getting our ass kicked. That the game has been competitive, he has stuck. That's not my opinion. That's just the reality of what has happened. And I just need to see him play well in a competitive situation before I'm ready to say, this dude could be the third or fourth option on a team that's trying to win. That's all I, that's, can, can I just see that before we start jumping out the window? um, And people claiming he would be a lottery pick this year and all this, that, and the third. Like, the guys that actually went in the lottery last year are more productive in the minutes they get, even when they don't play a lot, than Jade. And that's okay. He's a young dude. I'm not saying he's going to stink, but can we just stop with the gas? And I'm telling you this as someone that has gas young players, boy, you can tell me shit wrong about Dennis Smith Jr. And you can tell me shit wrong about Roddy Bubba. Low-key, Roddy Boubois, this is, I think, Jesus Christ, when was you born, 99? Yes, sir. Okay, so Roddy had his little breakout. What was that? I think that was 07? Yeah, 06, 07. So you probably wasn't, were you, 7, 8 years old? Anyway. Yeah, I was
1: nothing about him, I You was not thinking about that? <laughs> anyway, no, no.
0: anyway, like, he was a rookie. He scored 8 points a game, and he shot 50-40-90, and he had a 40-point game. Like, bro, we was losing our shit over him, and he ended up just not being that good. He got hurt a lot, and he just ended up not. He never turned into a whole lot. So, when it comes to Jaden, like if Jaden had a forty-point game, Twitter would fucking melt down, bro. It would melt fucking down. And I at least need to see that before I'm ready to like turn the reins of. He's part of the core moving forward. That's all I got to say. I'm try. I'm gonna leave people alone about him, because. I feel like we gas them too much, but it's fun to gas up young players. Should I was 36 years old gassing up Dennis Smith Jr., so I'm not gonna knock nobody for it. It's fun to gas up your young boys. I just want people to chill with the unreasonable expectations for him even next year. That's all I got to say. Uh that's it. Um, you got anything else you want to say?
1: No, sir.
0: Cool. All right. So, y'all, this was another episode of 21 going on 77. We will holler at y'all. Do I? Yeah. We should be able to holler at y'all next Friday. Go Mavs. We will talk to y'all next week. Peace.